Hello friends, today we are in conversation with Shomi Datta Gupta who is a writer as well as an Odissi dancer. In this episode, Shomi will tell us how she switched her career from being a clinical researcher for 17 years to learning Odissi dance and creative writing much later in her life. So let's jump into the time machine of When I Was 13 podcast and go back into the time when Shomi Datta Gupta was 30. Before we begin, I just want to mention that the recording for this episode has been a little patchy. You may find some background noise, but then hey, I am 13 and I'm learning the ropes. Hello Shomi, welcome to my podcast when I was 13 and thank you for your time. Let's begin with a quick introduction of yourself in terms of what you do currently and what do you like to do when you have some free time to yourself. Hi Arushi, thank you for calling me in this program. Professionally, I'm a communication specialist. So to put it in a simple way, I'm a writer. So I write. I started my career as a health science writer. Now, of course, I have uh, diversified my writing to various different genres. I write for various different domains. So, professionally, I'm a writer. I also dance. I am an Odyssey dancer. Of course, I started quite late, but, uh, you know, I have spent a lot of hours since I started on. And now that has become one of my passions. So, these are the two things I do. And uh, what I would like to do in free time, I do a lot of things. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I do, uh, so I, since uh, I started late, you know, dance at a very late stage, I always wanted dance to bring dance into a more inclusive space. So for that, I, uh, I, I always thought how to, you know, incorporate dance into, you know, the normal life of people. I just not confined it to an elite audience in the in the auditorium so i have done few courses on uh, creative movement therapy which you know based on that i have devised few modules uh, for the children you know so to help how movements help them to kind of you know learn or uh, improve their uh, learning ability so that is something which i love to do uh, in my free time and of course, you know, reading, singing, dancing, <laughs> there's a whole, whole lot of things, yeah. Okay, so now I will take you to my time machine when you were 13 and uh, do you have any idea which year was this? Yeah, it was around nine, uh, yeah, 88. And uh, which town or city were you born in? Yeah, so I was born and brought up in a steel township in Durgapur. So it is a township of Durgapur steel plant. It's in West Bengal. Can you tell us more about this place? Yeah. So it's a still township. It's a very well-planned township. And when I think about my childhood, I can only see, you know, huge trees, broad roads and, uh, you know, similar uh, type of uh, quarters. And I remember my friends. So it is very, it was a very close-knit, you know, kind of uh, ambience where we grew up. And um, when I think of uh, uh, my childhood, the township, it is the greenery that remind that comes to my mind, and the close 
uh, neat bond you know these are the two things yeah. which immediately comes to my mind so that is the total opposite of good yeah yeah absolutely and growing up in a metro and growing up in a township is very different yeah. <laughs> okay so when you were when you were 13 you obviously you had a lot of friends and then you obviously you would go to school so can you tell us more about your school and like did you change your schools or uh, and change places no i ha- i studied all through in one school so the school was carmel convent yeah i i actually have a lot of fond memories of course you know like any uh, child there are few bad memories too while you grow up so but they are i mean they are okay i mean not many it it is like the fond memories are much more so uh, and since i have always studied in one school you know i i don't know how it would be to relocate and uh, study in different schools but of course when uh, yeah for my children have seen that but f- for me since i have studied all through in one school i think that is what it is for me has has always been the you know, same set of friends i grew up with from nursery to 12th 10th but of course you know since we uh, we were in a township and we we had different groups uh, like uh, so for music classes and so uh, in the in the township in the neighborhood we have we had friends from different schools so it is not only the school friends but the same set of friends from different schools also we grew up with okay so you know like you even i have been in the same school since nursery so do you think you would have liked moving schools or meeting new friends or do you think staying in the same school is like the best thing yes as i exactly what i said you know that i don't know how it would be to you know study in different schools it's a feeling like you know that is how it is so i've grew up uh, with the same set of school friends and as as i was telling you know making new friends when i went to different classes the extracurricular classes that i have attended i made new friends there and during our childhood the para culture or the neighborhood culture was a, is is a, was a very prominent culture then so we had friends from different schools also and uh, we actually uh, relocated uh, you know different uh, localities in the sense we we changed quarters that way we shifted localities and there of course you know new friends uh, i made new friends and uh, so yeah that way I, i there was a little change of locality but school it was all through it was same so now that you are a writer did you see yourself as a writer when you were 13 <laughs> absolutely not actually uh, you know when i was 13 i never i i don't know i mean i i, I didn't even think what i would be you know I, we weren't as uh, focused or ambitious i i wouldn't say focused but we we at least for me i i didn't think or rather gave it a thought i always you know like to go with the flow so at that time i you know i i i felt that i wanted to it's like you know it, it kept on changing and at 13 i don't think i had any specific uh, ambition to be something but uh, yeah i you know i always liked reading and through reading like uh, during our days we did not have tv was there but it wasn't so much yeah yeah channel it was only for few hours in the evening yeah. so we had lot of time to ourselves so we used to read we used to talk we used to interact with friends so there was a space where uh, you know a lot of space for imagination 
because what we used to read we used to visualize because again for you you have anything you see you know chota bean or whatever you any any mythological character starting from mythological character to anything you see it's already there for yeah. you so you do not have the space to visualize so that is something which i always enjoyed and uh, from a very childhood i actually you know i had a journal so i liked writing i i used to write poems also so but then uh, of course the the way uh, my life kind of channeled i took up science i went into uh, clinical research and in 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 a different a scientific domain but that writing thing always remained so i think that was there in a, in in a very subconscious level which has now manifested as what i'm doing right now okay so before this podcast i did some research about you and i got to know that you have you have 17 years of experience in clinical research in the clinical research of the industry so what made what made you change your mind from being becoming a clinical research to a writer yeah so um Uh, clinical research is um, basically a part of the new drug development you know any any new drug that comes you know that is that gets uh, discovered or invented that is has to be tried on human beings and uh, based on the reports of the trials the regulatory authority they give approval whether the drug should get into the market or not okay so in this whole process my role was to write again so i used to write reports for this trials it was it, it is a special niche writing called regulatory writing where i used to write the reports then before the trials there there are there were protocols so i used to write these protocols see the reports of the trials and then once the trial is done the trials are uh, used to be published in the journals so i used to write the articles or manuscripts of these trials so it was a kind of writing that i did in the health science domain and also later on i uh, you know i started teaching also clinical research because this particular thing is not taught in medicine uh, in the medical colleges or pharmaceutical colleges so they wanted somebody from industry to teach so there are specific academies where these are taught so i used to basically do these two things but then when i started you know dancing and all these things came into my life i wanted uh, a flexible kind of timing so then i started working on uh, i came out from regulatory writing which is very stringent i started doing medical marketing writing which had a space where i could ideate imagine create it it was a, it was more of a creative writing so that is how i it kind of started or initiated and then gradually i felt that you know i enjoyed doing creative writing so so how it happened is it was like um, it so it was a natural flow i would say and i i got somebody you know reading my posts on uh, facebook uh, you know he said that uh, would you write for us it is a mid, uh, digital uh, marketing company so then i started a new genre of writing and i started liking that genre so that is how i went into a different domain of writing so i if you say i have been a writer all through but only thing is uh, the domains of writing kept changing so now i'm into more into creative writing which i enjoy because uh, the scientific writing they, it it has it has rules regulations you know it is it is very stringent the way you lie, write and also it is it is about reporting facts 
so you you report what is what is coming out you know what the data that is generated you write it in a uh, you know report format so there is no uh, space for imaginative or creative writing which at a point at one point i felt little claustrophobic doing that kind of writing so i wanted to do something which gives me a space for my you know or a vent to my creativity so this kind of Loading into my life. Yes, <laughs> I can get to know that you want a more creative and yeah. open-minded like area place to work. So yeah, and also as you mentioned earlier, and when I also did some research, I also saw that you took up Odissi just a few years back. So what made you take up Odissi this late? Uh, so can you like tell us like yeah, how? Yeah, this is a very interesting journey. I would love to tell this. Um, you know, I as a child, I always loved to dance. So I started learning Kathak when I was in grade one. But as I said, that we relocated. So once I relocated from where I was going to the, that dance school, there wasn't any dance school nearby. And during our time, you know, in 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 our township, there weren't any public transport. And my father used to uh, work in the plant where he where he used to be late. By the time he used to come back, so couldn't uh, you know commute. That was one uh, uh, reason why I left. But uh, you know, I always loved dancing. During this time, uh, music came up. I started learning vocal Hindustani vocals. But I always loved dancing to the extent you won't believe. I mean, since I'm sharing with you. Uh, let me share i i i i used to dance anywhere and everywhere be it in the bathroom be it in the you know garden like you know when i was when i was of your age i still remember i mean five, when i was in grade 5 6 7 yeah during those time uh, you know we used to stay in a quarter where there was a huge garden and when uh, my suppose we have to go somewhere you know my parents were getting ready and i'm already ready so i used to be in the garden i always uh, i had a because we grew up in a you know a township with a lot of greeneries around we had a special bonding with uh, you know garden nature trees so i always that was my time where i used to spend time in the garden and i used to actually dance you know on my own in my with my whatever tune i used to hum with you know it was night skies had stars Line. So I used to like you know through the stars I used to dance, <laughs> like you know uh, passing the stars and then the trees and so I was always in my own world when I was alone and I used to dance. But then, as I said, dance never happened during that time. And uh, later on, uh, of course, then of course I started working and so it just kind of went off. But uh, um, uh, at a st- at at the time when I started. doing a freelance job where i had a lot of flexible timing i thought why not give this a try then i realized that odissi is one form which you know which kind of attracts me a lot you know because of its uh, grace because the in it it has a very unique lyricism in it so that is something which it's so much uh, attractive to me i really love doing that so then i went to a guru and said that can i start you know i was 37 then 36 then so she said that why not you can give it a try but this is a very very complicated uh, form because uh, you you do uh, bharatanatyam right no i used to do kathak kathak okay now um, odc is a form where your you know everything moves in 
coordination. You know, it is like S. So your neck is in one direction, your torso is in another direction, and your knee or the leg is bent in another direction. So it's a S infinite. So the whole structure when you are dancing, a dancer has a S kind yeah. of a form. So it is very difficult because it's a lot of coordination in terms of eye, neck movement, torso movement, which none of the classical dance form has. There's a lot of torso movement. So it is a very, very te technically it is. It was very tough, but uh, as I said, I you know at that time I had a lot of time and I really loved this dance form. And I said, you know, it's one life. Let me give it a try. And so we, since I had the luxury of time, I spent almost four hours a day getting trained, and I had a very good, you know, a very dedicated. Uh, I wouldn't say teacher or a mentor, a guru, who kind of you know initiated me in this journey and that's how it happened and uh, so that is how ODC happened and it's still there in my life <laughs> very like, lovely and like very inspiring yeah okay. so what I what that is what I said you know well because I started learning ODC very late uh, it is my logical mind which started you know used to be more predominant so when I used to learn that I, I understood that there's a lot of coordination that happens and that coordination is there in happens in your brain so I thought that could be used for children to help or you know sharpen their awareness their flex, reflex you know so that is how all these chota chota the, the, the small modules smart. yeah which I work on right now I started doing that very nice for the community and that's also very smart okay. that's really nice thank you since you mentioned earlier that uh, at that time there was a tv but like not many channels and only at a particular time your favorite tv show would come so can you tell us what was your favorite tv show yeah so as i said during those times uh, r reading books were one of the a uh, thing which we would love to do we, I think most of us as teenagers hid uh, storybooks under, uh, you know, study uh, books and used to read. Because now, like parents say that read books yeah. during our time, the parents used to say, I mean, our parents used to say that, you know, read, study, <laughs> don't read storybooks. So, uh, as I said, you know, I always loved being in that ambience of a story, you know, of a, a plot with characters around, you know. So I, I was a very, so my teachers used to tell me, I'm a dream, you know, I'm a dreamer. I am in a, in, always in a different yeah, world. You can see that right now because <laughs> you write, you also write poems, you also dance. So that's like a so very I, creative thing to yeah, do. Yeah, so I, I, know, I don't know whether it's good or bad, but, you know, I used to be very off uh, or absent-minded many times because I used to be in my own world. So suddenly when, see, uh, the, the serials and all started, when we were a little like you know and we were in grade five six or seven so that that was a magic for us you know so they used to tell story which we used to visualize you understand like yeah. that's what i was telling that when i when I, when we used to read book which we used to love doing we used to visualize in our own mind and now when we watched when we were we started watching this daily serials we were just seeing it on the screen you know somebody telling story and that is visual that we can visualize. Okay, cinema was there, movie films were there, but then something at home, you're sitting at home and somebody is telling you a story and it is happening in front of you. It was like a wow, you know, a magic kind of thing. 
so i still remember so so it was a very vivid kind of memory which we i think most of us uh, during who grew up during that age have so i can tell you i still remember one what was uh, that was udan it was about a woman ips officer i loved that because i you know loved her greed her determination i i really loved her journey so i still remember that i remember forgy because uh, i was a teenager then and i shahrukh khan's first uh, and that you know I, i don't like shahrukh khan now by the way but i loved shahrukh khan then in that uh, that uh, telly serial i think it was during that time uh, sarkas forgy then one uh, serial which i distinctly remember was um, bharat ek khoj you know it was a, a program which was uh, based on history of india and it was directed by sham benegal i i remember you know they started from uh, mahabharata then also how the caste system was formed i mean these are the things which i remember very vaguely but i remember then about emperor ashoka then chanakya gupta dynasty and then it kind of you know the modern history too so uh, the way it was presented in a very simplistic manner uh, you know the because indian history uh, you know to see something because nowadays you see lot of your uh, study material there on the tv the, yeah. you, you are given a cd to watch during our time it was not yeah, so there. so but that uh, that particular program i remember we were asked to see from our school and i loved watching that because it again used to tell stories you know yeah. i was always uh, fond of stories so <laughs> i loved the way indian history was see, uh, shown there there were quite a few actually i mean these are the things which i often i remember Mm, yeah so the world this week was there every I, i don't remember if it was during that time but uh, yeah during our school days buniyad one more thing i think i should tell about this because that is one of the you know epic serials uh, if you ask your parents they would also see it. that was about a, 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 a man a simple ordinary man how partition affected uh, him you know so i distinctly remember because when i grew up i was very close to my uh, grandfather and uh, both my uh, you know my father's side and my mother's side they had to you know shift from east bengal to west bengal and during the partition and um, especially my um, mother's side mama bari or my maternal side and so the my grandfathers were very very actively involved in freedom struggle too so that i grew up listening to those stories from my dadu or my grandfather and that is something and that serial was based on that era so that i still remember and i i i i, I actually loved that serial because i guess because of these facts earlier you mentioned a lot of times that you love stories and you love reading so what was your favorite book when you were 13 you know i used to read a lot of bengali books bangla book do i studied in a convent school and uh, very few of my friend used to read bangla even then you know though bangla was our uh, mother tongue uh, so uh, of course i read uh, you know anid blighter and then i i think during those days we used to read uh, nancy drews i loved reading agatha christie i think yeah yeah so i think at this stage yeah I always used to pick up you know and since i i used to read very fast as to finish and you know series of agatha christies i have read um i still remember the orient express mother in the, in the yeah i i love that 
uh, it's been long i have <laughs> read her but uh, yeah but as i was telling you i read lot of bangla literature you know during that time it was that during that time when i really read and i was into that again into that world you know so one is i i come i still remember in class 7 or 8 i completed full uh, sharod chandro where you know there were he, he was one of the one of uh, very uh, powerful writer because uh, uh, of course there was tagore but uh, uh, he he was one who actually you know uh, portrayed the social structure then you know how it was and in a very very the sensitivity in those uh, you know stories was so deep and so yet very very subtle yes yet very deep so i still remember there are a few characters i kind of grew up with them so sharod chandra is one tagore of course has always been my favorite in terms of poetry in terms of short stories i think you know uh, uh, tagore was one who actually changed the or uh, you know initiated a new genre of short story writing and um, i don't know uh, how much it is uh, it is documented but he he he's he has written various genres but for teenagers adolescents you know he has remarkable work like one i can just tell you two two stories which i read during that time one is postmaster another is chutti I've read Postmaster. You've read. You should also read Chutti. You know, you you should see that. Uh, you know, and it is about a boy who is fourteen years. Oh, so I I think so you, you would you could relate. Yeah, it, I don't know how much we can relate because we haven't been through that phase. But you can you know understand that at that age, what how? he went yeah when the, the the emotions the because adolescence also brings uh, along with it a lot of strong emotions mm-hmm. right. so you if you read that i'm sure you would like it so so i grew up reading this i i used to love reading film series of satyajit ray so i think i yeah these are the things which i grew up with and as and as i said poetry had always been my form i mean a uh, love uh, and uh, since as as i said i was very close to my grandfather i remember distinctly in uh, when i was 13 i i was taught this poem uh, by my grandfather need chore shopnabhang which is written by tagore and it it is so deep in my memory even now i haven't read that poetry for a poem for a long time now but even if you you know ask me to recite i can still recite it by heart it is so much there <laughs> but it's in bangla oh okay <laughs> uh, so doing a translation would be difficult yeah. <laughs> now do you have any idea who the prime minister was that back then if you if you remember even a bit i should have done this so much <laughs> fine it's like just a small question or maybe if any political event that happened during that time. like you mentioned a lot about partition and all so was there anything still happening at that time because you were living no, no, in west no. bengal uh, partition effect wasn't there but uh, i think um, see uh, uh, if i remember correctly um, i don't remember the dates though uh it just a in, see uh, indira gandhi was assassinated when we were smaller i mean i think uh, yeah. it was much uh, earlier and then uh, of course rajiv gandhi came into power and uh, he, yeah, also he also got assassinated uh, which year was it uh, i think 1990 
91 or 92 yeah so so it was that so in when we were uh, 13 i think it was there were like congress were go, was going in and out of power you know so that that was the political scenario uh yeah so i don't as a child i don't remember much of political scenario then but i i mean i, I don't remember who was the prime minister that's then. fine <laughs> just a small question and you also told us that when when you had free time you would go into your garden start singing and dancing so who was your favorite singer or what was your favorite song at that time song is very difficult to see because they were you know plethora of song which i loved because as i said you know whenever i used to uh, because maybe because i you know i love uh, reading poetry even uh, songs were like i i grew up listening to tagore songs so for me you know it was it's always like a a painting being you know getting created while i listen to the lyrics of the po- in songs mm-hmm. so uh, there were uh, so if you ask me uh, uh, singers there were of course a lot of the singers who sang uh, tagore song you hemonto and dijendrona dijendrona bandobada banerji so those were there but uh, i think uh, lata at that time was very lata kishor kumar i used to listen to yeah. these and uh, of course uh, madonna and michael jackson yeah. were our craze at that time bonnie m and uh, george michael asha i mean it's very very difficult for me to just say that one voice i liked I, it's like <laughs> since you are uh, like you love odissi do you have any idol in the odissi team or something like that so that who inspires you uh there are uh, actually quite a few uh, dancers who um inspires me but you know what i since as i said i started dancing at a very late stage so i come with a very outsider uh, approach so uh, i always feel that uh, dance has to be more inclusive like in terms of uh, you know, uh, music uh, the way it is presented because indian classical dance is very rich but it's very sad that it's dying you know in in its own way because it is only limited to few connoisseurs who like you know keep on watching uh, those um, uh, uh, programs so um there are few uh, dancers like one is uh, shormila bishash uh, from calcutta and her disciple uh, shashwati garai ghosh i love their approach because i have seen the way they have deconstructed odissi and made it uh, uh, you know present it in a way which is even a person who doesn't uh, have uh, uh, an inclination towards uh, you know classical dance would you know sit back and see what it is because it also th- it has a different kind of music uh, rendition it has a different kind of movement pattern and message very strong messages through her productions so yeah she kind of yeah inspires me you know something that i get a lot from my parents which is advice so do you remember any advice your parents gave you or your grandparents gave you that has made you come here in life so many advices <laughs> but yeah 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 yes one which I, my father used to say in, in fact both my parents used to say and i think I, i that is very deeply inculcated in me that is you know uh, they always used to say that no one is basically bad 
you know so if uh, something wrong uh, has happened uh, from their side there must be some reason so you wait before you react you know so that i think that was the first step of empathy which my parents instilled in me so i think that is one of the one of best advices that they had given to me and i think i carry it along with me and uh, the way i uh, see people and the world around yeah that has a lot to do with it so i think that is one of the now we have approached to the end of our po- podcast so we have one last final question which is that do you have any advice for me and all the other youngsters or any other person who's listening to the podcast yeah one one uh, uh, advice i would have and rather i wouldn't say advice but a suggestion to you all that get bored it is very very important to get bored it because you know in in this digital um, entertained we are so over entertained now that uh, even the more and much more of entertainment also leaves us feel unsatisfied so you know it is good to get bored because that bored will give you a space of silence you know you will try to engage with yourself which i think uh, children of your generation uh, somehow you know you don't want to just be bored yeah. so once you are bored you have that time for yourself when you engage with your own self and that is the space where you actually start imagining and your creativity stems from there because you know every child is extremely creative they are artist born artist but because of you know the social structure the academics and the way it is or even the digital uh, presence in our life we grow out of that so i my only uh, i mean the one uh, uh, suggestion which i would give to all uh, all the young people now is it is okay to get bored get bored and try and engage yourself with your own self and see how you know what you can do with your mind with your space because that that will give you that that empty space you know from where because everything starts from nothingness yeah so that nothingness comes when you're bored so it's very powerful um, to be bored <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good and unusual advice <laughs> so um thank you shomi for your time and sharing your lovely memories with us in my podcast when i was 13 it was lovely arushi i loved every bit of it and i think i was just myself and i said all kinds of things i don't know <laughs> a very i mean i was my just myself thanks so much thank for you. taking me back to my you know 13 years <laughs> thank, thank you. you so that brings us to the end of yet another episode of when i was 13 I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did putting it together. For me at 13, meeting people and getting to know their world when they were 13 opens up a world that I will possibly never get to know otherwise. Do not forget to subscribe to this podcast on your Android or iPhone. And yes, I am on Instagram and you can follow me on when_i_was13. 
Catch you soon with yet another interesting conversation on when I was 13. Venus Tempest Days of Summer sale event is going on right now. Whether you're headed out of the house or enjoying a summer staycation, Venus wants to celebrate our favorite time of the year with you. We've marked down hundreds of our most popular fun, sexy swimwear and fashion styles, which means you get to celebrate summer with up to 70% off. That's right, Venus's must-have swimwear and fashion up to 70% off. Just go to venus.com or download the Venus app to celebrate the 10 best days of summer with Venus.